Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. It's not cool that I have to suffer because God set up this system where Adam gets to represent me. I never vote, like, not my, hashtag not my president. Welcome back to The Move where we are vibing with the book yeah. 10 minutes at a time. Today we're looking at Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. Don't be deceived, even though it's only three verses. 12, 13, 14, three verses. Three verses. You still should read it because they're good. Here's a question. Have you read it? You can go do that right now. Go. And while you're doing that, hit that like button. Subscribe. Subscribe, bell notifications, and leave us a comment. You know, here's here's what we'll do. Leave a compliment for Jonathan. I'm in need of it today. <laughs> you know, it feels good, right? You know, nothing wrong with that. Leave a nice nice little message about Jonathan, about what you appreciate about Jonathan. Thank you. Leave that in the comments below. Thank you. All right. Anyways, we're back now. We got 10 minutes on the clock, starting in three, two, one. Let's go. Therefore. Therefore. What's the therefore therefore? What's it therefore? There's a good there's a good message in this passage. Uh sin comes into the world through one man, death through sin. Something that we we, we are intimate with. Uh-huh. Something that's interesting is that you don't have to be a Christian to know that that's true. Uh-huh. That there is sin and that, that there is death. And it's it's interesting. I I I read somewhere someone was asking the question. If the Bible was never written, mm-hmm. would you know that statement to be true in your life? That there is sin. That there is sin and there is death. I think this is Paul's point. Exactly when uh, in the thrust of his argument, especially in, what is it, uh, chapter 2, I think, verse 15, they mm-hmm. show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. 
on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So that there are secrets in humanity, that secret thought life, the expectations that we put on not only our dealings, actions and behaviors in the world, but how we think that we ought to relate to one another and that there is constantly, if not continually, of falling short of that expectation that we ourselves put on either others or us. Yeah, it's really interesting because there are certain teachings, like there's certain Eastern religions, I think it's Mm -hmm. Buddhism or certain parts of Buddhism Mm -hmm. that teaches that there actually isn't really sin, that there is no suffering, that it's all an illusion. Yes. And uh, while certain people are drawn to that, I've always struggled with that because it's like, what do you mean there's no suffering? Like you just walk down the street Mm -hmm. and you see the suffering Uh and it's present and it's real and And it feels. Yeah. And that's, what's kind of cool about Christianity is it has great explanatory power and explanatory scope. It accurately portrays that there is something wrong with the world Mm -hmm. and it doesn't excuse it. It doesn't draw back on it, but different than other worldviews, it also provides hope. Yeah. And that's, what's amazing is that we can actually be honest, like our atheist friends and say, Hey, Humanity is messed up. There's some stuff that's going on, but the story doesn't end there. So that scripture doesn't, if I'm hearing you well, it doesn't prescribe sin as much as it describes the reality. So that this book is not why sin is in the world, right? So you can't say, oh, the existence of scripture, the existence of the Christian Bible or the Jewish Tanakh, and then the, is the reason why we all feel guilty all the, the time. Yeah, exactly. Like this is religion. Right? Yeah. It's religion's fault. Where the appeal of what this book is trying to convey and appeal to our mind and conscience, what we know to be true, is that it is describing yes. that which exists even prior to it being written. Yeah, it's describing what you and I know inherently to yeah. be true. Yeah. Even before we had the language to describe mm-hmm. it as sin or transgression of the law or mm-hmm. falling short, before we were ever conscious of God, we knew that we were messed up. Yeah. Inwardly. Yeah. And there's this there's reason even when children do something wrong, even when my dog Ronin does something wrong, oh, like no, there's you can sense that there's shame involved, there's guilt involved at some visceral, like primal level. We were talking about that earlier this yeah. morning over coffee. How <laughs> when even a dog commits a quote unquote sin, yeah. he has this response. Like you see those videos on YouTube <laughs> where an owner comes in and the dog has trash all over the place, and then the owner's like, oh, Fido, Fido, why'd you do it? And the dog's like in the corner in shame and won't look at the owner. Uh-huh. It's funnier when there's two dogs. Yeah. They walk into the into the house, and there's two dogs, and one of them's like happy to see the Yeah, owner's the like, one that didn't do it, right? And the other one's just like looking away. Hiding away, right? Exactly. And so this is a description of what this text is saying. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin, so that all have participated in this reality of breaking covenant. What does that mean? That covenant is this enduring faithfulness between one another, so that you and I have certain agreements about the way we live towards one another, and that, say, the agreement is, I will never live at your expense. Mm -hmm. I will never have a joke that belittles you. I will never take from you. I will never uh, disparage you. And like, this is covenant. My commitment to that is covenant. And the idea of sin is that there is an expectation of behavior. There is an expectation of harmony. And yet we're constantly falling short of it, even though 
our sinning, and he says this later, even though our sinning, our breaking covenant, is not the same way that Adam broke covenant. We'll get to that in a second, but I wanted to respond on, on behalf of some people. Yeah. It, okay, cool. The Bible describes that this is the reality, that there's sin, that there's death that exists. But then it says that the reason why we experience that is because of this guy named Adam. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have felt that many times. and I know that I've spoken with people at many times who see that and say, that's not fair. It's not cool that I have to suffer because God set up this system where Adam gets to represent me. I never vote, like, not my, hashtag not my president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag not my representative. Why right. does Adam get to represent me and therefore I am condemned by that which he did thousands of years ago? Man, you, you say that and my first response is like, I, didn't, I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> here's, here's part of the challenge is that. It is not simply a reduction of placing the blame on a person named Adam all the way at the beginning, even though the book presents it that way. Mm -hmm. It is a more rich and meaningful recognition that at the core, humanity, humans, which is what Adam means, have in their very being an inward deviation from absolute faithfulness at all time and as such that you and I in our lived experience have actually behaved in this way now if you want to say oh well then it's on Adam it's not my fault cool but that it's true in your lived experience that you yourself have made these free choices to live outside of complete covenant faithfulness that's not actually on Adam. That's on you. That's on you. In, in other words, it's true that there might be a sense that it's unfair that Adam gets to represent you if you were innocent. Exactly. But the point is that you and I actually aren't innocent. I I'm think if we innocent. even look back just a few hours in this day, we could probably point to something where we fell short in some way, shape, or form. And you say, well, well, yeah, but Adam had an advantage or something like that. That's not necessarily the case. We see that demonstrated in the life of Jesus, that, mm-hmm. that, that full obedience, that, that, that full, I don't know if conformity is the right word. Help me with that. What's, what's the right word? That Jesus could live it out. That's what I'm trying to say. Keep that. going and maybe it'll come to me. I'm, I'm saying that, that we will say, oh, Adam did it, not me. Uh, he had an advantage over me. That's, that, like, that's not true because mm-hmm. Jesus demonstrated that Jesus demonstrated what we could have done. Mm-hmm. And yet we fall short. Mm-hmm. Now, so even with the demonstration. I want to go back to this idea because I have the person in mind who says, oh, it's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah, we can say that. But even if you remove the whole Christian story mm-hmm. from the scenario and we're just talking about life lived. Just about today. Just about today. No context of the text, No context nothing. of this. You know that every single day you make promises to yourself and to others that you end up not keeping, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that in not keeping them, you fall short of somebody's expectation, whether it be yours or others. And that then that falling short actually has this work inside in our conscience that creates a, a, a tension and at times a cognitive dissonance between what believe and how we act. Paul is pointing out that this is a description of the problem with us, that we can't actually live in agreement with the expectations that we might set for ourselves and or others. Yeah. And yet that it is not counted against us unless there is a revelation of righteousness, i.e. law. Yeah. So here's the flip side of this God's not fair thing. We're going to dive into this. We're actually going to end up 
I think we have to do this in two parts because there's something real good that's yeah. coming here. Yeah. But this is what I want to conclude on this because I'm the one that brought up this yeah. problem. Here's the good news about the fact that God viewed you in Adam. Yeah. Paul's setting this up that, that, that you were represented by Adam, therefore the sin, death, the whole thing. But the good news is that you also have another representative, yeah. someone else that you do have a voice in. Yeah. I didn't vote for Adam, hashtag not my, not my representative, but there's another person that you could actually vote for, and that's mm -hmm. Jesus. And here's the cool thing about you being placed in Adam in that sin moment is that your redemption is no longer based on what you do. Mm -hmm. The fact that you could be found in Adam and your actions could be found in him, your righteousness could also be found outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. The, the, the hope exists that, that you don't have to live this mm -hmm. quote-unquote perfect life because mm -hmm. you can put your faith in Christ. You can put your trust in Him. And what Christ has done mm -hmm. can actually be a representation of you, even mm -hmm. though you're falling short today. Man, and we're going to have to unpack what Christ has done next time. We'll see you guys. And <laughs> there's the timer. See you in the next 10 minutes.